0: The federal government, of course, unveiled their first budget in some two years. And joining us now for a breakdown is David McDonald, senior economist with the Canadian Center for Policy Alternatives. He joins us here on Global News Radio. David, good afternoon. Nice to have you back with us.
1: Good thing. Thanks for having me.
0: All right. It has been promised by several governments over the years, over decades, uh, really, but uh, yesterday's budget really made way for a national daycare program. Was that the big highlight, do you think?
1: Uh, certainly over the long term it's uh it's the big highlight. This is several times bigger than any previous program for national child care and there there've been several. Um one, one of the problems with them is that they're often they're often promised and then never delivered and it's usually because of an election. Sometimes it's because the party who proposed them didn't get into power like the Martin government in 2005. But sometimes the party that proposes them does get into power, but they still didn't implement it. And that's what happened in 1993 with the Liberal Red Book, as well as the Moroni Promises in 1987. So I mean, the real test for this program is whether it survives an election, one that we will likely have this fall.
0: All right. But do you think that the seeds have finally been planted here? I mean, there's been a substantial amount of money that has been promised. Also, the promise of $10 a day uh, daycare within five years. And of course, uh, we know that this has been a a barrier, particularly for women to get back into the workforce uh, that have been displaced by the pandemic.
1: Well, I think it's an ambitious plan uh, and potentially transformative uh, the question is uh can can the roots of this plan you know really actually spread out and enter the the you know the soil in our political or, or our policy landscape um it, It's one thing to propose in a budget it's another thing to to actually start to get the negotiations in place with the provinces and move the money out and start to see changes on, on childcare fees. Um, my hope is that this does proceed. I think it's a very ambitious, if doable plan. Um, and there should be results that can be seen relatively soon, you know, once once I think it passes the test of an election. It's not only the $10 day childcare, which itself will be transformative for a lot of young parents, but the goal of having the fees by 2022, which is, you know, only a year away, <clears throat> And so for a lot of people, particularly in Ontario um, or, or uh, Alberta or uh, British Columbia, this would make a huge difference in their lives for, uh, for families with young children. And so, I, I mean, I just really hope it survives the fall. I think that uh, it'll be a major new program that could have a real impact for young families.
0: Meantime, the pandemic, of course, has hit both workers and businesses hard. What relief was uh, provided for them in
1: the budget yesterday? Yeah, on the business side, we're seeing extension of existing programs like the wage subsidy and the SIRS. This is the uh, program to support uh, business rent. Um, we're seeing a raft of new programs to help uh, arts and uh, recreation as festivals, tourism, uh, business adaptation to the new COVID reality, as well as new support for community organizations. Um, these are relatively short-term programs in the sense that they they extend existing programs. Um, and some of the, the funds go on for a year or two, but they wind down pretty quickly. On the worker side, similar thing is happening. We're seeing extension of the CRB for self-employed workers, the, the caregiving benefit. Um, the CRCB is being extended. So this is if you have to stay home with, uh, with kids because schools are closed. Um, <clears throat> we're seeing uh, some of the long-term changes I think that can be beneficial to workers is a change in how you get into EI in the first place in maintaining the very low level at 420 hours to get into the EI system. This is something that is now in existence, but certainly wasn't prior to the pandemic and is gonna be extended out three years, which is not permanent, but I think is much more permanent than some of the extensions we're seeing on some of the other programs. A $15 an hour minimum wage for federal workers um, and uh, changes to the Canada workers benefit. And so particularly for, for single workers, uh, that don't make a lot of money, you can make more money and still receive this benefit. It's sort of a flat rate of, of fourteen hundred. Well, it's not. Sorry, it's not a flat rate at all. I mean, it peaks at about fourteen hundred dollars uh, for singles and twenty four hundred dollars for
0: couples. Okay, we have uh, certainly seen a surge, of course, in online shopping during the pandemic, and the government yesterday introducing an e-commerce tax. How does that work?
1: Yeah, so this is different from the Netflix tax that was proposed in the in the in the fall update last year, which, which is basically to apply GST and PST on things like, you know, your payment to Netflix every month. But there's another side to this because corporations don't just charge GST and PST and then remit that amount to the government. Canadian corporations also pay Canadian income taxes. However, there are these digital giants that aren't Canadian resident corporations but deliver um, digital services to Canadians, like, say, watching Netflix, that money Canadians pay for, and then the money exits the country, and those companies never pay, um, you know, never pay income tax on it. Even if you were a Canada Canadian company delivering digital content, you would pay corporate income taxes. And so, what they're attempting here is a three percent tax on the revenues that exit the country. So instead of taxing profit, which is what corporate income taxes do, they're trying to tax revenues. And this, and that's not raising a tremendous amount of money, but it is a bit of a precursor. Other industries, because this is the common tactic for big international companies, is they say, oh, no, the profit didn't happen in Canada. It happened in Bermuda or in Barbados where the tax rate's zero um, instead of in Canada, except that it's Canadians paying for the services. And so this might be a precursor to better taxing international companies that are playing games with, you know, we don't reside in Canada, therefore we don't owe taxes there.
0: Yeah. And is that, I guess, a loophole? And we're going to see several other loopholes closed uh, in the coming years because uh, the government deficit is nearly three hundred and fifty five billion for last year and projected to be another hundred and fifty five billion for the coming year. I mean, David, those are big numbers. Just uh, how might those uh, numbers affect Canadians in the long and the short term, do you think?
1: Well, they're dropping rapidly. So you're certainly right to point out that the the, the deficit three hundred fifty billion this year is is extremely high, historically high, but it gets halved basically every year. Every year you get it gets cut in half. It gets cut in half in the third year, and by the fifth year it's cut in half again, and you're down to a deficit of about thirty billion, which is quite small uh in, in this, you know, compared to the Canadian economy and its size. We're actually paying incredibly low interest rates on this debt and deficit that we're incurring even with the deficit and all the programs in this budget we're paying less in interest costs than at any point since the 1930s so you have to go back a century to find us paying lower interest costs uh, and so this is you know in my mind the right approach if you see incredibly low interest rates let's lock these interest rates in and uh you know make sure that the uh the pandemic doesn't have long-term impacts on canadians and hopefully get them back to work sooner
0: All right, David, really appreciate the time, the analysis, and the insight as always. Thanks so much for joining us.
1: Thanks so much for having me. Bye-bye.
0: All right, be well. David McDonald is a senior economist with the Canadian Centre for Policy Alternatives.